This is my third episode on my favorite verses. It's also the 10th day of quarantine. What better time could we ever find than now to study what God has to say? We don't really know what's truth anymore from the news we hear, but we know what's true in the Bible. It's all true. And we have to take God at his word and remember that he is faithful and just to do what he said he would do. I'm so thankful that I studied prayer and that I know to have God hear me and answer me, I have to have a clean heart. I have to take care of my own heart for out of it are the issues in life. We have issues and we have problems. We have a problem in America today and around the world because of this awful virus and the economic situation it could cause. That's the problem. But the issue is how we react to it. And we have to remember God is still in control. He created the the heavens and the earth, and that's where we live. And it's the earth that's shutting down. And God uses good and evil to fulfill his purposes. And so let's look at a couple of verses today to find real encouragement. I want to start with 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2 and through 4. It says, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Let's take that verse apart. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and you know that mercy is God's grace in action. Grace is God's unmerited favor toward us. His mercy is causes God to extend that grace to our lives. We don't deserve anything, but God delights in doing for us what he said that he would do. But we have to ask him to, and we have to allow him to. So he is the God of all comfort. My husband used to say he wanted to write a book, and he would title it, Does All Men All to All Christians? That would have been a good book. Does all mean all to all Christians? No, it doesn't. How do I know? I've talked to too many Christians that really think they're an exception to the word all. When I show them this verse and explain to them that he will comfort us in our tribulation, most people want to tell me how they are an exception to this. Their tribulation is far too big for God to comfort them. You can't be comforted when you are going through tribulation. Well, if you believe that, then you don't believe God. And you do not put your faith and trust in what he says. And anything that's not of faith is sin. And sin blocks your communication with God. So you have to analyze in your own mind And in your own heart, do you really believe that God is the God of all comfort? I looked up the word comfort 
in the dictionary. And it refers to a comfortable mind. I don't know that I'd ever thought of it in that light. I always think of comfort from God as being comfortable physically, not tense and and anxious, but just relaxed and comfortable. But when I realized it means mentally, I remembered the day that I found out my husband had brain cancer and was going to die. My mind raced out of control. What will I do? How long will it last? How will he suffer? Will he suffer? What, what do I have ahead of me? And then I realized that I can't survive with that kind of thinking. And I remember I just went upstairs in my house and got alone and said, God, I can't do this. I can't survive with the crazy mind I have. Now, I'm going to take control of what I think, and you comfort me, because I've never known grief like I know it today. Little did I know that grief lasts a long time. And it was amazing how God helped me that very day. And for five weeks, I stood by his side watching him go. And I had tears in my eyes, but I was comfortable in my mind because I knew where he was going. And I knew that one day I would see him again. And I knew that even though I would live in a house by myself, I would not be alone. And so for the next five years, it's been almost eight now, I would wake up and I would say, oh, Lord, I wish Sam was here. But thank you that he's with you. And thank you that you are in me. And I can't tell you how that would comfort me. And he wants to comfort us. If he's the God of all comfort, there's nowhere to go to find comfort apart from God. Because all is inclusive. Now, we can attempt to get comfortable by the world's means, by drinking and drugs and all those kind of things. And they're temporary and and they work. But they're devastating and deadly. So he comforts us in. The word in is the key. Somehow we always say, oh, if we can just get through this. That's what my mother used to say. Oh, Mary Glenn, if we can just get through this. And after I became a Christian, I would say, Mom, we get through this, something else will come along. So what we have to do is as we go through tribulation, we need to allow it to strengthen our faith because we don't know what the next will be. And then there's a reason. And the reason is that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. And God put that there for a reason. You see, I don't have to experience tribulation that everybody else experiences to be able to encourage them and comfort them because it doesn't matter the circumstance. What matters is your response to the circumstance. And you don't need to talk to a counselor about that. God is the greatest counselor that ever existed, and you talk to Him. And if you find yourself uncomfortable, then you ask Him to reveal to you what you're doing wrong that prevents Him from comforting you. And it says, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You see, if I haven't allowed God to comfort me, 
in times of trouble and heartache. I can't recommend it to you. But because he comforted me through the hardest five weeks of my life, I can sit and make this recording and say to you, he is faithful and he will do for you what he did for me because he's no respecter of persons. Now, one more verse, and that's Ephesians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. It says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What does it mean to be unwise? It means to have no knowledge. We call people with no knowledge fools. We say children are foolish. That's the way children are, because they're children, and they don't have experience, and they don't have learning. And God says, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And I want to point out to you that that is a singular statement. God has the same will for every person that comes to him. And it is to let him control you. The verse says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. That's the comfort the world offers you. But be controlled by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. When Jesus Christ becomes your Savior, God gives you the earnest of your inheritance. That's the down payment that promises there's much more to come. And it is the Holy Spirit who comes to live in you. And He has two roles to play in your life. Number one, He convicts you of sin. People don't want to talk about sin. But if your problem is sin, that's the best news you'll ever hear. Because God took care of it through His Son, Jesus Christ. 2,000 years ago, it's not like you have a brain cancer that no one can do anything about. If it's sin, it's already been taken care of, but it only becomes yours when you ask for it. And He wants to come into your life, forgive your sins, put it as far as the east is from the west, and remember it no more, and take control of your life. And I didn't finish that that section in the Bible. But the Holy Spirit controls, means He produces the fruit of the Spirit in you. Now pay attention to the list of the fruit. It's love and joy and peace and patience and gentleness and meekness and self-control. All those attributes can be yours with no effort on your part. It's what He produces in you. You simply put your faith and trust in what He says. Imagine going through quarantine, as we're all doing, loving and joyful and peaceful and patient and kind and gentle with much self-control. I've talked to some friends of mine that have been in Bible classes for months and months, and it's such a thrill for me to hear mothers say, oh, we're having so much fun 
with the kids out of school. We have a routine we follow, and we've just enjoyed being with each other. I know there are many homes that moms and dads can't say that. They can't wait to get rid of the kids. And I'm so grateful. The people that I know, the moms with two and three and four little children that are enjoying the fruit of the Spirit, locked in their house with their little kids, enjoying them, finding games, finding ways to have conversations with them, turn off the phone, turn off the TV, and listen to your children. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay safe, stay well, share this message with anyone you know that suffers anxiety and fear. God bless you. Thank you for listening.